Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, on the heels of our last series of messages entitled, Where is the Hope of His Coming? We are beginning a new study, The Rapture fact or fiction. In this continued endeavor, as promised, I will be offering scriptural confirmation that the rapture of God's legitimate church is a biblical doctrine that the early church held to, and that we who are carrying on the torch of God's truth need to hold on to as well. Some may say that believing or not believing in the taking up of God's people before the tribulation brings unimaginable horror upon this world is not of great importance because we should only be focusing on the foundational points of salvation's promise. In reality, however, believing that we will be spared from God's holy and just wrath upon an unbelieving world is the outflow of His amazing grace, and part and parcel with salvation's guarantee to those who have been ransomed from the penalty of sin's death through the precious and sinless blood of our awesome Savior. Understanding this divine premise strengthens the walk of the believer and also underscores our separateness from the world, with everything we encounter down here becoming clearer as it is brought into focus through the prophetic lens of the Holy Spirit in wisdom and in power. In a commentary written for the prophetic years, they expound on this divine premise with scriptural truth to back them. They write, does the Bible teach that the church will be supernaturally removed in the rapture? Will the church escape the tribulation? And is the rapture pre-tribulation, pre-wrath, or post-tribulation? The best way to find out the truth is to correctly interpret God's word. For some, this can be a challenge, for God's truth must be spiritually discerned. Finding and correlating deep truths in the scriptures that transcends natural thinking can be like mining for gold. It takes diligence and complete dependence on the Holy Spirit. But the benefits are more than worthwhile as each nugget of truth is discovered. 2 Timothy 2.15 exhorts us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. The parables are prime examples of how Jesus gave truth to the children of the promise, but the sons of darkness could not understand what he was talking about. Likewise, there are some teachers today who are blind about the rapture and Bible prophecy, not seeing that we are in the prophetic years, because they allegorize the scriptures dealing with the end times and the restoration of Israel. Unless there is clear indication for allegory, even common sense dictates that scripture writings should be taken in a literal sense. By allegorizing prophetic scripture, these theologians can make it say just about anything they want. And by applying the promises of God for Israel to the church, they can do away with any literal fulfillment of his promise to them on the earth. 
Scholars such as these would be wise to review why it is that they use human rationale to distort the plain teaching of God's Word. It may be due to either their scriptural ignorance or their seminary training, or because they do not wish to believe what God has said about a literal earthly fulfillment that includes a final worldwide judgment and a thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth from Jerusalem. Taking liberty with the literal interpretation of prophetic scriptures in the past was not as critical a problem to the church as it is today. Back then, the church in general had less knowledge of the scriptures, and it was not as near to the prophetic fulfillment of God's word as we are now. Today, there is unlimited access to the scriptures in the church. Therefore, we have no excuse. In addition, there is more danger in applying scriptures that were meant for Israel to the church. The theology that the Jews killed Christ and that God has cursed the descendants of Israel and given her promises to the Christian church in recent times, in part opened the door for the Jewish Holocaust under Hitler. Those who hold to replacement theology today may be opening a new door for the predicted worldwide holocaust against the Jews under the beast Antichrist. The true Church of Jesus Christ comprises members of his body and is the firstborn birthed from the promise of a new covenant. Gentiles were grafted into that covenant promise because most of Israel had rejected their Messiah. Romans eleven eleven to 31 instructs us that the natural branches were broken off so that wild branches could be grafted in, causing Israel's jealousy unto repentance. And while we as Gentiles have been gloriously granted to be the recipients of this salvation provision, God's promises to Israel have not been negated, nor has he broken his covenant with them. When the nation of Israel acknowledges and repents of their offense, all who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved, as confirmed in Romans eleven twenty six. When the Father determines that the time has come, He will remove His faithful church to heaven, where she will become fully one with His Son. The earth at that time will be cleansed of all evildoers, with the return of Jesus in glory with His bride. At that time, he will set up the promised thousand-year reign on earth, ruled from Jerusalem. And when this occurs, the promise of a new covenant to Israel will be fulfilled. The prophet Joel gives an overview of these things that must happen in preparation for God's final victory. In chapter 2, 28-32, and chapter 3, 1-2, we read, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my Spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. 
For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. Some say that there is no rapture of the church prior to these tribulation events and point out that it was not even taught to the church until the 1800s. However, in Grant Jeffrey's book, Triumphant Return, he writes that, about 373 A.D., Ephraim, who was revered as one of the most notable and prominent Christian theologians, taught in a sermon that there was a pre-tribulation rapture. His writing can be found in Ephraim's sermon, entitled, On the Last Times, the Antichrist and the End of the World. In a portion of that sermon, he said, For the saints and the elect of God are gathered prior to the tribulation that is to come, and are taken to the Lord, lest they see the confusion that is to overwhelm the world because of man's sins. Ephraim also taught in the same sermon that the war of Gog and Magog, foretold in Ezekiel 38 and 39, would precede the tribulation while teaching the imminent return of Jesus. There were other early church writings that indicate that they believed that Jesus would be returning for his church prior to the end-time judgments on earth, and many scriptures indicate likewise. One of the questions considered when evaluating the reality of a future rapture of God's church is, will it be secret? The rapture will not be secret, as some indicate. It will be known to all who will witness the missing people. The New Age pagans have prepared explanations for the rapture in some of their writings. This should not surprise us, since Lucifer, who rules over all occult and false teachings, knows God's plans, for he was a privileged listener when he was the anointed cherub who covers. And it is he who gives darkened versions of the truth to his servants. In the scriptural rapture, the true church of Jesus Christ is removed, so they will not go through the trial that will come upon the earth to try men's souls. We know this to be a fact by virtue of Revelation 3.10, where it is written, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. The true church is part of the body of Christ, with Jesus being the head. We are his bride and one with him in salvation's new birth power. The total membership that makes up his complete body must arise like Jesus did in order to unite with him in that glorious and forever oneness. We will then go before the bema seat of his judgment, not to be judged for our sins, which have been washed away by his blood, but to be given the crowns that will allow us to rule and reign with him when he returns and sits on the throne of David for a thousand years. Beloved, there is such a glorious future ahead for the true church of Jesus Christ. No matter how difficult things may become before the last things completely unfold, through our God we shall do valiantly, for it is He who tramples down our enemies. We must not give in to discouragement or stop contending for the true faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. 
and we must not lay down our hope, which Scripture calls the blessed hope, that Jesus is coming back for us just as he promised. We are the first generation since the early church that can look to that hope as being a soon-fulfilled one, because we truly are the first generation in which everything that needs to be completed before that glorious event is already in place. And this is where we'll have to pause. Until we come together again, I leave you with Hebrews thirteen twenty to 21 Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Maranatha. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries. P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.